listening audience are in for a treat today on the Sports Machine with Slim here, WKXL Radio. I have gone through multiple iterations, I think that's the right word, of the programming for today. I started with one idea, then I go with another idea, and now I've arrived at a third. When I woke up this morning, I went downstairs, I let the dog outside. The dog goes down the stairs into the backyard, and a second later I see a black streak just bolting across the yard, and in front of that black streak, which was my dog, I see a little white ish type of streak running equally as fast. The dog was very close. It was a rabbit. There's tons of rabbits around New Hampshire nowadays. If you know over the last couple of years, the rabbits have taken over. But my dog was looking to put an end to one, I think, or maybe just play with it. Either way, I'm going to tell you what, you know what this reminded me of? There may be a few listeners out in the crowd that will appreciate this. There goes Yankee. They're off. That's the dog. The dog track in Seabrook. I used to love to go there with my family growing up. My friends, if it was open nowadays, we would still be going there. It has turned into a magnificent uh, gambling facility for charity. The Brook over in Seabrook, if anybody has gone there. But in the olden days, and you can still see the tote board out there, it was a dog track, and I loved to see the dogs run. And I know the dogs loved to run as well. There is a heavy community of people out there, though, that are not fans of the dog racing community, and so that uh, aspect of entertainment went by the wayside in New Hampshire and hasn't around much of the country. We're not going to go any further down that road, but it was cool to see my dog just get out of bed and boom, want to start running after that rabbit. We're going to start running after a little bit um, of other sports news this morning. I am delighted to announce we have a guest in studio with me right now. She just came in, and this was the final iteration, as I said, of show improvement. I said, yeah, 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 we're going to talk about this. Go ahead. I am uh, delighted to welcome the host of Artful Living here on WKXL Radio, Jane Cormier. Good morning, Slim. So everybody here is going to be really confused. Why the heck do I keep going in the sports authority? Sports machine, although we are the sports authority, and I'm going to lay down the law in in about one to two minutes after you give your opening take. All right, sorry, sorry, the sports machine, right? With Slim, you got him. With Slim, okay, all right. I should know since I work here, you would think. But you know what? I'm going to stop before I start. Give us the rest of the story. Did the dog get the rabbit? No, 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 no. Uh, and even if she had not for nothing, she probably would have just been yeah. like, hey, I'm just kidding, dude. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, go go on your merry would've. way. It's Christmas season. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's a feel-good story. So that leads right into another feel-good story. So I stopped into the studio this morning for listeners out there. Um, you know, I occasionally come in here off when I'm off from Art for Living and, you know, to do this or that. And I came down and I asked Slim if he had heard the news or the news story that's like everywhere. I, I saw it everywhere this morning on every station. I was like station hopping this morning just to see if people had this story. And they all did. And I did not know about it. And I, I consider myself more than average, not super, more than average, <laughs> uh, sports, you know, oriented. Enthusiast. Yes. Man, there we go. I mean, I follow, I follow them all, you know, mostly my own. But... Uh, I saw this story. What a cool story. What a Christmas cool story. Okay, so there is this football quarterback, Tommy DeVito, who plays for the Giants. 
and they boy they need a feel good story right now and uh, this kid for the past three games has come in as quarterback and has led the team to three victories and you remember this team was like nothing this team was playing for the draft pick this year right and then they start winning now they're looking at a card they might get a wild card it looks like they might mm. yeah what hey listen you're caught up in Tommy DeVito fever, and I'm here to put the uh, the smackdown on the Tommy DeVito you fever can, fans. You but can, uh, go ahead, you I'll give you your f- opportunity. You're going to be the football Grinch, uh, but that's okay. So we have a feel-good story. So this kid, for all the folks out there, uh, you're going to smile, okay? Because he lives at home. He lives about 10 minutes from the stadium. <laughs> in his mom's basement. <laughs> and he, his mom, whom he lovingly says, why would he not live at home? His mom does his laundry. He makes the meals. She makes the meals. He gets to see his family, and they're a tight family. And, uh, you know, how can this be better? The kid, the kid. They call him Tommy Cutlets because he says his mom, you know, makes him cutlets. And that's why he lives at home. He's like 25 years old. He's Italian. Hardcore Italian, Wicked hardcore. Well, he's, the family is like a movie. The family is like a movie. And they, the uh, NFL had got this footage that's playing like everywhere. If you look on any news station, you'll see it today. Mm -hmm. And uh, the dad is kissing the other brother and evidently. On the mouth? No. What what is going on? I I didn't see it. Italians are big kissers. I'm I'm just going to lay in a little bit here and just tell people Tommy Cutlets is not really worth a ton of my time. But I'm going to subject you, the listening audience, to a little bit more because I know some of you are delighted during this holiday season. And like Jane is here, and we want to celebrate okay. this man's success. Celebrate the success. And he might not be worth your time, but he's playing in the NFL, and he's a quarterback, and he's getting a new contract, and maybe then he'll be part of your uh, desire to speak. Right, but for now, I'm head and shoulders above him because oh, I don't please. live in my mom's basement. Yeah, big deal. Big whoop. I tell you what, I would have stayed in my mom's house if I could have. <laughs> I think it's stupid when people make the assumption that if you live at home, you got no life. Homemade what, cut. What, it's every night. <laughs> no, maybe not every night. But here's the thing. He has a um, an agent, right? Oh, and yeah. they have this video of this guy. I laughed so hard. It was awesome. So they're in the crowd. He just They just win the game, right? And the kid brought them. It, it looked like they weren't going to win. So he marched them down, and they got a field goal, and they won the game. Yeah, because Green Bay was like, no, we don't want to yeah, win here. Yeah, Why don't yeah. you go ahead? We'll Should've, let you take Shoulda, woulda, coulda, Jim. Go ahead. And uh, so after that, he they show they go to the family, and they have this guy dressed in all black with gold chains, and he's got like this fedora on. Okay, looks nothing like a football person, right? He's he's in tr- like a turtleneck, black turtleneck, yeah. black coat, wh- gold chain. He's got rings. <laughs> he's gonna be the Scott Boris of the NFL. Then <laughs> evidently, though, I and, and I don't remember who what his name is, but evidently this. This guy is going into the Hall of Fame this week um, as a agent, sports oh. agent. This this dude I with the nothing, black on yeah, and the jewelry knew nothing about him. What did I see? No, seriously, no, he did. Like I saw pretend? it. I saw it on the on, well, the, on the on the news. Yeah, just because you saw it on the news doesn't no, mean I saw it's it on true. Fox. Fox is pretty good oh, yeah, with sports. Yeah, they're one hundred percent true. Yeah, they're pretty good with sports. <laughs> anyway, so I mean, no, this guy is, and and one of the guests said, yeah, you know. Everybody's hearing about his name now because he's been in the background, and they see this footage, and he's kissing the father, and the father's kissing the son, the other son in the stands, and they're doing the, you know, the 
two fingers together with the wrist motion. What is that? Is that? I thought that was a manja, manja. It's, I thought the, the people, ladies nah, would say, say it's that. time to eat. What's this hand yeah, it's, signal? It's that, a signal that basically is an Italian uh, physicality. All good. It's all good. We'd like to see you. Or it emphasizes a, a point you're making. We want some more cutlets. It's, I wanted some more cutlets. Oh, my gosh. You sound Russian. <laughs> I would like <laughs> to tell you people something. <laughs> anyway, it was a great story. And the kid, they showed the video of the kid after they won the game. He did that sign, you know, that the, the two fingers together with the thumb and they move the, 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 the wrist, right? Mm-hmm. And it's basically just a... a it's sort of like shalom, the word shalom in 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 in, in Jewish folk folklore. Um, is it just mean peace? It means like everything to the Jews. It means good luck. It means nice to see you. It means it has a meaning well beyond. Well, this is the same as that gesture. Okay, right. makes sense. It, it is. It was pretty cool for me to see this guy, but it's just like, listen, Green Bay fumbled a punt. They they should have won the game a billion times, but they were just like, you know, we're going to lose because a lot of teams are just horrible. We've been saying it around for years. The Patriots didn't necessarily need to win all the games when Tom Brady was here. We would just hang around long enough <laughs> for the other team to lose. That's like a staple of Michael Felger's take over on 98.5. Uh-uh. Uh, so I wonder if he's going to talk about Tommy Cutlets today. I bet he today. does. I bet he I does. I bet he does, which is a desperate maneuver because Tommy Cutlets Let's do for 175 yards last night. He had one touchdown. His team stinks. And uh, my guess will be he'll be battling Bailey Zappi for a like third quarterback spot yeah, okay. on some team next year. You heard it here, so we're going to keep you to that when, when this kid goes. <laughs> goes to the Super Bowl hey, with the Giants next year. He won't year. go to the Super Bowl, maybe. But Cutlets for everybody. <laughs> remember one thing. He wasn't drafted. He didn't play. He sat in a bench for three years till they brought this kid in to play three games Mom. of which he won. Meatloaf, we won it. <laughs> you're, you're being silly. And for those that know the Tom, the Tom Brady story, you know, he was not drafted high in the draft. And he turned out to be the greatest football quarterback we've ever seen. So, yes, um, you know what? You never know when the next story is around, co- around the corner. And I, I, it behooves people to, you know, be very careful because you might have to eat those words. Don't talk down to Tommy Cutlets. You might have to eat those words. You might have to eat those day-old cutlets and they're not as good as they were fresh. So we are welcoming everybody back to WKXL Radio, the sports machine with Slim. Thank you, Jane, for that piece about Tommy Cutlets. You're listening to us right now, 1450 AM. 103.9 103.9 FM in Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. NHTalkRadio.com. We'll be right back. It's Tuesday, and I'm excited. Tuesday edition, the Sports Machine with Slim. You're on WKXL Radio, and I am excited because on Tuesday nights, I get to coach my daughter's first and second grade basketball team. In our first game, we scored three points. Last week, we scored seven points. So that is a marked improvement, and I am excited to get the kids ramped up and uh, jacked up for our next game, which would be Saturday, so that we can actually win one, but uh, hey, losing is a-okay. We're, we're out there having fun and we're getting better. And trust me, when I am the coach of your basketball team, you get better. 
And hopefully, as the sports machine with Slim, this sports talk radio show goes along, we're going to be getting better and better. I do critique myself every day. Every single day, I, I listen to the show and or I have discussions with other people to try and say, how can I do things better? I try to involve a structured segue from sporting event to sporting event sometimes now. And I say sometimes because last week was just more, we're going to ramble, we're going to ramble. While I'm talking about the structured sporting events, I also try to loop in a little bit of personality and stuff from my own uh, life and what's going on. Yesterday, if you listen to the show, I told people I'm going to be going to the crypto, the presidential crypto forum, which was held at St. Anselm's College in Manchester yesterday at uh, 2.30. I stayed for a half hour, talked to a couple of people about crypto. They have no idea what they're doing. All the people that are down there, one dude I, I talked to for about 10 minutes, and at the end he was like, oh, oh my, when I told him who the inventor of Bitcoin is, because I read about it in a book, the crypto book that you need to read. It's, it tells you who the creator of Bitcoin is when, if you ask around, nobody knows. Nobody has any idea. In fact, nobody even gives it any critical thought, except the dude that wrote the book. It's actually so enlightening, but it's kind of depressing because everybody's in that space, but uh, not giving the, the thought that really needs to be given to it. The fact that somebody anonymous created the coin and nobody tries to dig into who it is. But you know what I also try to dig into besides stories like that? Uh, the, the, the commentators as they're talking through games. Last night, I know we had Troy Aikman uh, on one of the games. It was the Packers and Giants as we were just talking about Tommy Cutletson on one possession. The Giants recovered a punt fumble. And the one right before that, I think, or right after that, Green Bay recovered a fumble off of a punt. It was like immediate, one play almost, and then three three downs, don't make a first down, punt back. And it was fumble both times. And Joy Aikman goes, I wonder what Tom Brady would be thinking if he's watching this at home. Tom, if you're watching me, text me, because it was just pure ineptitude on both teams. Green Bay last night was disgusting. They're challenging for a playoff spot. You don't deserve it. And if the New York Giants ever made the playoffs this year, as fans, we need to revolt, because that would tell us that the quality of this product has reached bargain basement clearinghouse price level. Like, do not subject ourselves to this disgusting display of non-talent. I mean, it's bad enough we got to watch the game or hear the score. If you didn't watch it, the Minnesota Vikings beat the Raiders on Sunday three to nothing. And it wasn't in a blizzard with 40 degree weather. It was like an indoor game, right? Perfect conditions. Three to nothing. Dude, like, come on. We got to be able to do something better than that. People who... Had Miami Dolphins last night, and Survivor Pools are also wishing that uh, we could have done something better than that. Miami was up 14 with just like five minutes left, right? (laughs) And they lost. They lost. It's so great. So many people in these Survivor Pools got crushed last night just with Green Bay losing to the Giants and just giving the game away. Here you go. And then Miami comes along and, here, let's go and, and give the game away. I talked to the number one fan out of the top 10 rankings here on the Sports Machine with Slim. I probably ought to touch on that at some point. But yes, you in the listening audience, you can be in the top 10 fans. And it is a spot that you 
want to be in. It is widely coveted, even though we don't have anybody in spots 7 through 10 right now because there's not enough listener interest. But I'm here to, to just keep plugging away. And trust me, the people that rank in the top 10 get rewards. Jill and Chris, who rank number 3 and 4 in the top 10, they got free cookies this morning from Maddie Hatter Cookie Company. Oh, yes, they did. And trust me, they didn't eat them. But when they do, they're going to be like, wow, these are really good. And that's just the tip of the iceberg for the top 10. There's lots of stuff that's going to be coming your way. So you want to be in this. How do you get on the top 10? You call into the show, 603-224-1450. 603-224-1450. That's one way you can get on. You can go on our Facebook and Twitter pages, Sports Machine NH. That's how you can find us. And I will say, if you've been following the pages, you will see over the weekend I accurately predicted Buffalo and Dallas to win their games. And last night I said Giants before the game. I'm taking the Giants. And guess what? Giants go ahead and cover. Giants go ahead and win. Not so much for Miami. They went into a slowdown. Drag the game out, right? You're up by 14. Okay, let's change strategy. Let's go away from what has worked the entire game and try to shorten the game. Let's let's get this over with. And when you do that as a coach, you change the mindset of every single player on your team. I will never do that to my first and second grade basketball team that I'm coaching. We are going to play the exact same way all the way through the game. But Miami's coach of the Dolphins gets paid millions of dollars. He hasn't figured that out yet. So go ahead and lose as you have to every other team with a winning record that you played against this year. Miami's record is 9-4 and four now. Is that what it is? I'm not even going to go back and look just like I'm not taking the time to look at Tommy Cutlets anymore. Miami, it's like you can't beat a winning team. Well, why is that? Is it coaching? Is it talent? Is it Tua? There's a lot of different reasons. I know there's people out there who love Tua. He's accurate, he's smart, he's this and that. He's also never won anything in the NFL. And he's not going to win anything this year either. The AFC is wide open, people, but I just do it through process of elimination. In the NFL, it's process of elimination, baby. It's not going to be Miami. It's not going to be Baltimore, even though the number one fan of the show here in the top ten, my brother Dave, is the number one fan. He says it's Baltimore. Baltimore's the team you got to watch out for. They're going to be great, and you're going to see in a couple weeks when they play San Francisco, Baltimore's going to put up a fight. No, they're not. No, they are not. Lamar Jackson cannot pass the ball if he's he's made to stay inside of the pocket. And San Francisco's defensive line will just keep him in the pocket, and the linebackers for San Fran are too fast, so when he tries to run, they're going to run him down. He's going to feel this helpless feeling like he has felt in the first round of the two playoffs times, uh, playoff games when he's lost in the first round because he can't win in the playoffs because he can't pass out of the pocket. He's a heck of a regular season quarterback, and I love his attitude. Lamar Jackson, if you watch him from week to week, this cat wants to win. He, in fact, he almost looks, he looks like he wants to win more than everyone else to me. So for that reason, I give him a little bit of a chance. As I said, the AFC is wide open, but I'm still saying, you haven't shown it to me before, dude, so you're out. Buffalo, I guess you could say the same thing about them, but I kind of like Buffalo. I kind of like the fact that nobody is on their bandwagon anymore. And 
They have the talent to do it. Josh Allen, I don't know if he's smart enough to get the job done. I don't know if he's smart enough to avoid the big hits that he's been subjecting himself to for the last three years as I've been screaming for his coach to tell him, dude, just because he's bigger than those guys, you can't keep letting him run into those people. He's going to wear down. And that seems to be a common theme for me because I keep saying that about Philadelphia in in the NFC. We'll get to the NFC here in a minute, but San Francisco and Dallas, it's one of those two teams going to the Super Bowl. That's it. That's it. It's San Francisco or Dallas, and I'm telling you, San Francisco not only going to the Super Bowl, they're going to win it all. San Francisco will be your champions in the NFL. But in the AFC, I have no idea who they're going to play. I love Jacksonville a week or two ago. Got lots of plays with Jacksonville against San Fran in the finals. (laughs) Got lots of plays riding on that. But whatever. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Because it could be Denver. It could be KC. Could Kansas City regroup? Can they rally the, the troops after what's gone on here this last week with Mahomes and Andy Reid just crying like little babies? <laughs> that, oh, you, you caught a penalty on us. Oh, yeah, it was actually a penalty, but so what? You don't call it the other time sometimes. Like, dude, uh, you don't always have a receiver that's like a foot and a half over the wrong side of the ball. Like, take some uh, responsibility. There's some culpability. Admit that on your fault. You have a player who can't simply look down the line of scrimmage and be like, oh, wait a minute. I'm not supposed to be here but you the listening audience are supposed to be right here on wkxl this is the sports machine with slim 1450 am 103.9 fm in concord 101.9 fm in manchester that's how you listen to us or on nhtalkradio.com stay tuned to listen to more of us coming right up after this Big fan of New Hampshire Talk Radio. The Sports Machine with Slim. Segment number three here of the program on Tuesday here. Let's break down some more NFL stuff. We got a big NFL week to look forward to. I'll tell you, it's kind of a a challenge week from my mind from the AFC and the NFC perspective. We got in conference battles, but we also have conference versus conference battles. On Saturday, we have the Vikings going up against the Bengals. That's at 1 o'clock. We got a full day of NFL action on Saturday, just so people know. And the NFL is going to absolutely take over your TVs <laughs> for, the, for the next few weeks. The Vikings, they're in the playoff chase, 7-6. and six. NFC, Bengals, AFC, 7-6. and six. Let's see which conference is better or more inept in that game. Then Saturday night, we got the Denver Broncos, who are suddenly, I mean surging? Is that the right word? They, they lost a game earlier than this year. It was like 70 to 14. They literally gave up 70 points in the game. And now they're seven and six and they're hot. And Russell Wilson has won a Super Bowl before. So he has that winning pedigree as far as I'm concerned. And his team is starting to follow his lead, they're squaring off against the Detroit Lions, who are at 9-4, and four, who are just big-time imposter territory. They are not going to win anything in the NFC, but they could theoretically beat the Denver Broncos this week. Let's see if the 7-6 and six Broncos beat up 
on the 9-4 and four Detroit Lions, then maybe the AFC is better. And if we can't point to that game, we got one other big one, baby. Sunday, late in the day, this is the one everybody's going to want to watch. The Cowboys are playing the Bills. Dallas Cowboys at Buffalo Bills, 4.30 or so on Sunday. I do not understand how the Bills are favored in this game. I do not understand it. And I have kind of called my shot with Buffalo saying last week I think they could make it to the Super Bowl. And I made a play on them to play against the San Francisco 49ers because the 49ers will be going to the Super Bowl. But I I am bewildered to find out that Dallas is not favored in this upcoming game this weekend. Dallas is better than, than Buffalo. That's it. San Francisco is the best team in the NFL. Dallas is second. That's it. Discussion's over for today. Unless you call at 603-224-1450. Philadelphia Eagles are the team that many people had as the favorite two weeks ago. In fact, the betting institutions had Philadelphia Eagles as as the, the favorite two weeks ago. But that was the same time when I said, they're running themselves into a wall over and over. They're playing huge games, and their coach keeps getting them to just do this tush-push, which is a play that should be outlawed. Can we all agree on this, please? Can we all agree the tush-push should be outlawed? It's so annoying to see. Like, let's just push this guy over. It's an absolute joke. It's a travesty. I hate all the pushing that's going on to try and help this running back or quarterback move forward for a few yards. I really think the whole thing should be outlawed. It doesn't improve the quality of the game. It's really not interesting until you get teams on defense that are just going to start like firing off at everybody, even before the snap, to be like, hey, whatever, we're on the half-yard line. Let's just keep hammering them because they're going to score anyway. So the only way for us to stop it is to like <laughs> try to get in there and nail them before they move. And I wouldn't blame them. If the Super Bowl was on the line or if you know a, a playoff win was on the line, you have to try to stop them. How are you going to do it? You have to try and time the snap just right. So you can see there's going to be problems with this play. And Philadelphia already knows this. They've been running it every single week all the way through the regular season. Their linemen are just gassed. Their quarterback's gassed. Their whole team is gassed. Their quarterback is gassed. Their coach is gassed. Philadelphia is gassed. And they could easily lose going at Seattle. And everybody then is going to be like, oh, wow, Philadelphia, what is wrong? How are they so bad? When the sports machine was slim, told you – it told anybody who was listening three weeks ago, Philadelphia is going to wear down. You can't do that every single week. You cannot play like that. It doesn't work in the NFL. Another thing you should not be able to do, but this time in baseball, Major League Baseball, the, let's dig in because I didn't pay attention too much to all the story with Tommy Cutlets off of last night, but I am paying attention from afar to the situation with the Shohei Otani contract. And yesterday it came to my attention that this man, we know he signed a $700 million deal, but did you know that $680 million of that money has been deferred until the year 2033? So that's 10 years from now. Shohei Otani's contract apparently calls for him to be paid $2 million a year beginning now until the year 2033. So he's just going to make $2 million a year for the next 10 years. And then in 2033, he's going to start getting paid $68 million per year. And 
as I dug into the story more, I find out, oh, well, the Dodgers are trying to kind of like circumvent the tax implications of having a $70 million per year player on your roster. Not to mention with the price price of inflation and all this stuff, not for nothing, Shohei, but your agent might be costing you a ton of money because the value of a dollar at that point 10 years from now is probably going to be incrementally, exponentially, whatever the other word might be, a lot less. A lot less in 10 years. And I could do a whole math segment for people, but $68 million today is not the same as $68 million 10 years from now when it costs $68 million to buy like a house in 10 years. <laughs> let's, let's see. It could happen, people. <laughs> Inflation is a horrible thing that will catch up eventually. But Shohei Otani, like, it sounds great. $700 million, man. Dude, what's going on in that cat's mind? He only needs $2 million a year. He's like, no, I am fine. I will only be <laughs> working with $2 million a year. And he doesn't need more than that in all reality. Like if I told you, hey, you have two million dollars a year for the next ten years, you'll be, like, I'm fine, Slim. That's that's cool, man. I, I I can work. I can work with that. No doubt about it. I could work with that. Give me two million a year for the next ten years, no problem. But but for Shohei, you would think, why wouldn't he want to get thirty million, forty million, like fifty million a year if you signed a contract for five hundred million over ten years? And it's like as everybody else's does, you just get paid out starting now. The rates might scale as you go through the years, but Shohei Otani could easily be getting paid 40 or $50 million a year, more than that, right now. So what's going through that guy's mind to be like, oh, no, I only need $2 million. Isn't that an interesting brain? I'd love to have him sitting across from me in the interview chair and be able to ask him a few questions about, like, why is this? Well, probably because he knows he can get by on $2 million a year. But it's like, hey, dude, whoever the guy, whoever the... Uh, you know, what, what, the guy that's signing that contract, your agent, how much money is he getting paid? Where's that money coming out of? Is it coming out of the $2 million you're getting paid for this season? Or is it out of that $68 million that's being deferred per year to 10 years down the road? I don't really understand that because I find it hard to believe that an agent's going to wait for their cut to come out 10 years down the road. So why would they structure the deal like that? And not for nothing, but it just goes to show like people in the listening audience here how like you know the rich people did just did just like messing with us, man. The contract's 700 million dollars. 700 million for one dude to play baseball. But when you turn around and dig into it, like that was the big announcement over the weekend, 700 million. I'm like, I got to talk about this on the show. Wow, we had to call her Bob yesterday who who called in and mentioned it, but like it's not really seven hundred million. It's it's just not. If sixty eight million per year, it's six hundred and eighty million of it is not being paid out for another ten years. So what with the time value of money, I don't know how much it's worth, but this is just it's a really confusing topic. I'm kind of confusing myself as I dig deeper into it. So it's like what there's so many factors involved. Has this been done before? The Bobby Bonilla contract for baseball fans, yes, with the Mets. That's a player who retired like fifteen years ago and yet the New York Mets are still I think they just last year finally stopped paying this guy millions of dollars every year. Because that's how they set up the contract. They structure these contracts so that they don't have to pay all the money out Right now, they can do it through time, and so they don't have to pay taxes on the expense of the players, and the players, for whatever reason, say, okay, well, I'm going to get paid more money. I'll just let that string out through more years down the road so I know I got money when I'm older. 
makes sense on that end to the players, I suppose. But just the two million versus sixty-eight million for a total of seventy million a year, seven hundred million over ten years. We all need to get a piece of that, don't we? Would love to get a piece of that. As I take a breather, my neighbor this morning said, "Jim, how do you?" Well, she she calls me Slim, and that's that, Jim. That's fine. I said I didn't say hey, I only go by Slim now to my neighbors. No, my neighbors can call me Jim. That's acceptable. But she said, "Where do you get the ideas just to be able to keep talking for an hour? It's pretty impressive." And my other neighbor said, "Oh, all you got to do is get him started." And I said, "You're right. You open up that door, and I am gonna push it open and walk right in." You don't need to tell me how to talk. WKXL Radio, this is the Sports Machine with Slim. We're on 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. And how about that website, nhtalkradio.com. You can listen live right there. All you got to do is go to the menu, find the Listen Live feature, click it, boom. You'll have the soothing sounds of the Sports Machine with Slim. We'll be right back. Celtics kick off an interesting week tonight. We're going to be talking lots of Celtics here on the Sports Machine as time moves along this season. I do believe Boston Celtics are on the path toward a championship. Yes, for people that know me, I have predicted that inaccurately for the past three or four years. Irrelevant, irrelevant, I say. We are better. Drew Holiday, Christoph Porzingis makes us a better team. And if you don't believe me, you can watch for yourself. This evening, we start the week here. An interesting week for the Celtics. Four home games. I don't see this very often. I, I don't know if I've ever seen it before. We play Cleveland at home tonight. We play Cleveland again at home on Thursday. And then on Friday, we play Orlando at home. And then on Sunday, we play Orlando again on home. So we play two games in a row against Cleveland, two games in a row against Orlando, all of them at home. And I will tell you, Orlando's no joke. The Orlando games will definitely be fun to watch because that team is young, hungry, stuff to prove. And that Wagner kid, that Franz Wagner kid, he is something smooth. People have no idea. I watched him play just two games. I'm like, this dude's fast. He can, he can move off the dribble. He can get to the hoop. Nobody's really talking about them yet, even though Orlando, I think, has the second-best record in the East for the NBA. Orlando is a team that's going to be fun. If I was a fan of that team down there, I would be watching every single game. They've got a guy, Jonathan Isaac. If you know him, he's over seven feet. He came out in the same draft, I believe, as Jason Tatum. If I am correct... Dakota from Braintree, who calls into the competing sports talk radio stations, was saying back then, hey, the Celtics should take Jonathan Isaac. I'm 99.9. I remember him having that take. And I was like, dude, I don't think so, man. They're going after Tatum. Tatum's the guy that they want. And as time has gone on here, obviously, Tatum, (laughs) that Celtics draft, that was the one where Danny Ainge traded the first pick to move back to number three. And the Philadelphia 76ers wanted Markel Fultz so bad, they traded up to number one to get Fultz. And then 
number two the Lakers had, and they took ball, um, and that hasn't worked out so well. <laughs> I was going to say LeVar Ball, and then I was going to say LaMelo Ball. <laughs> and I know it's not LiAngelo. It's the other guy. <laughs> he's hurt all the time, unfortunately. I think he still plays for the Bulls, but the Celtics took Tatum with the third pick, and uh, the rest has been history so far, except we haven't gone to the promised land. We have not gotten to the space or the, the point in time when we're holding the trophy above our heads. Even Celtics fans, we can say we because we'd feel like we are just looking up at the trophy. Like we're holding it ourselves. The Celtics fan community is deep. Like we bleed green. There's a reason why they say that stuff because we just live and die with the Celtics. And Jonathan Isaac, to get back to my point there, that's a dude that I could get behind. So he, he went, I think, number five in the Tatum draft, and he has had some horrific injury issues, but he's coming back, working his way back, and he's a presence inside. You watch Tatum try to go to the hall, you better think twice if Jonathan Isaac is in there to meet him. And Jonathan Isaac also has an interesting company that I'm going to try having advertising on the airwaves here. It's called Unite Us. He's really he's an independent thinker, this Jonathan Isaac guy, and he's got big big plans for his marketing company. If you watch, they're making sneakers, they're making clothes, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to be buying stuff from Jonathan Isaac. So I am uh, an announced fan here on the Sports Machine with Slim. I know I love to talk Celtics and local radio stations, but I'm a Jonathan Isaac fan, so I'll be watching those Orlando games. Tonight's game against Cleveland, who knows what's going to happen, people. The NBA, it's, it's hit or miss. Do the guys want to play or not? I know Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brown and Tatum kind of have a relationship thing going where they like to compete against each other. And I think Mitchell usually plays well against the Celts, but Celts have too much talent. We're undefeated at home. Boston Celtics haven't lost at home yet, people. Celtics are, are, are that, that good. When they come to play in the playoffs, we're going to be right there. It's going to be very tough for anybody to beat us, and I predict that nobody will. I also predict that Caleb Williams will not be the number one pick in the draft. I'm going to keep coming back to this. I've said it last week. I said it yesterday. The odds, the predictions, everybody says Caleb Williams is going to be the number one pick in the draft. I just I don't see it. I do not see the the progression. He's worse. He was worse this year than he was the year before. Like don't you can't debate that. His team was worse. He was worse, though. This team was worse because he was worse. And now people are all like, oh, we want to have this guy as the number one pick. Well, I don't know why the Chicago Bears would want him, and they're the ones that are going to have the number one pick in all likelihood. So, do they want Drake May? Drake May just announced here yesterday he's he's not going to play in the ballgame. He's coming out in the draft. Drake May is going to be available, and he's your prototypical size, strong-armed, pocket-passing quarterback. You look on the sporting Sites now, the news sites, he's in the battle to be the number one pick. I don't see it. I mean, the Bears certainly aren't taking him number one. And is another team going to try to jump up to trade for him? A ton of assets to move up into that spot? Doesn't Didn't work for Carolina last week, last year, sorry. So maybe a team will look to do it for, for Drake May, but I don't see how he's the guarantee. I tell you, Marvin Harrison, number one pick to the Bears. The Bears hold that pick. Marvin Harrison's the pick. Why would you trade it? Like, what are you going to try and do? Get a better receiver? Sure, there's others out there. That neighbor's guy from LSU is awesome. Ozuke, or is that his name from Washington? He's a stud. So there are receiver options that, that will be available as you move down into the top 10 or between 10 and 20. But for me, don't you want the best? 
I mean, Bears fans, you've been suffering. Chicago Bears fans in the NFL, like, what have you guys sniffed as far as success over the last few years? Nothing. Well, okay, that's all right, fans. You've been uh, you know, tortured <laughs> for years and years. But we're going to go ahead and we're going to trade this pick and uh, trade uh, an opportunity to get the best potential player to help us because we like Justin Fields as our starter. We're just going to trade away the opportunity to get the best receiver in the draft to get more draft assets for the future. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. You need a great receiver in the NFL nowadays. Marvin Harrison Jr. is that guy. Draft him number one, unless you are of my mindset where you just like to take a risk every now and then and be unconventional and be just focused on the the opportunity to say, I told you so, I told you everybody, Jaden Daniels is my number one draft pick. If I am the New England Patriots and I'm drafting number one today, I'm taking Jaden Daniels. I think this guy could be the Michael Jordan of football and... When it happens, I'll be able to tell people, I told you so. I told you so. The Patriots against Kansas City's coming up this weekend, everybody. While we're on the topic of the Patriots and who we're going to draft. The Patriots play Kansas City. Patriots need to lose this game. Don't tell me about momentum. We're progressing. We are, we're, we're winning a couple of games here. We're coming off of a good win last week. Nah. You need to lose games. And Kansas City... After that debacle this weekend, <laughs> there's embarrassment flowing through the halls of their workout facility as we speak. Everybody over there is, they're getting angry. And they have more talent than our New England Patriots do. Our defense is playing good. Our offense still stinks. So, what happens this coming weekend? Anything could happen. But I foresee a crushing loss by the New England Patriots. I foresee an angry Kansas City team coming in and just taking care of business because they can. Kansas City has been playing some tough teams recently. Now they got to step down in competition, but they're going to be focused and motivated. And this is why they're nine and a half point favorites. Other people obviously out there expect the same thing, which I am curious as we go along for people that like to uh, entertain the uh, the gambling nature of, of the, the sport of uh, football. And do you use the criteria of, of, of public betting action? Because I do. I go to the sites and say, I want to see, hey, who's picking this team versus that team? Like how many people are thinking the Patriots are going to win this coming week versus how many people are thinking Kansas City's going to win? Because I'll tell you right now, if a lot of people are thinking the Patriots are going to win, the, I, I, in my mind, that's a Kansas City, go right ahead. You could tell last night, just to dive deeper into that side of things, last night everybody was picking Green Bay. The Giants win. Last night, everybody was picking Miami. Tennessee comes back and wins. It's not a coincidence. I tell people this all the time. It's like when, when people are gambling, most gamblers are going to lose. How many winning gamblers do you know? Do you know a lot of people that are making a ton of money gambling? No. So most gamblers are going to lose. Well, guess what? Most gamblers end up betting the same side in games. And that's the side that loses. This is not tough to figure out. It's taken me, yes, 30, 40, 40 years <laughs> to figure some things out about the gambling nature of, of sports and the games and the outcomes that come about, come about as a result of some of the betting action that happens. And I believe that the football bounces certain ways. 
The refs call certain plays. The basketball goes in or just rims out. The dude steps on the line or just didn't step on the line. The incorrect overturn of replay calls. I believe the gambling public all has an impact on that stuff because you have millions of people at home sitting on the edge of their seats watching games going, Oh, is he in the... And then celebrating, yes, Travis Kelsey for the lateral. Yes, yes, it's a touchdown. Go, kid. Sorry, there was a penalty on the play. We have <laughs> offsides on the offense. Kansas City, you lose. But everybody out there, take comfort in the fact that you are a winner. If you are listening to the Sports Machine with Slim every day, you are a winner. And it is my job to keep making you know that you are a winner so that you can tune in again tomorrow because we'll be right here between 10 and 11 on WKXL. It's 14.50 a.m. It's 103.9 FM if you are in Concord, 101.9 in Manchester. You can always listen to us on delay if you want or live on nhtalkradio.com. We'll talk to you soon.